Well, yay. <laughs> Hi, I'm John McEwen. I'll be out here in a minute and uh, get started. <laughs> well, after that, you probably don't really need me to announce who's on the show tonight, but let's do it for posterity's sake. Welcome to the Songbirds Radio Hour. I'm Reed Caldwell, your host for the evening, and tonight we are extremely proud to feature American folk hero and co-founder of the iconic Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, John McEwen. A bit of housekeeping before we get into it. Tonight, we are breaking format to bring you something a little bit different. We are airing selections from John McEwen's concert, recorded live at Songbirds on December 10th, 2022, coupled with the vault session interview we filmed backstage earlier that same day. And let me tell you, you're in for a treat. And when this is all over, if you still want more, and you will, you can find both this show and the entire vault session interview on our website at songbirdsfoundation.org. Enough with the housekeeping, let's talk a little bit about John. So imagine this, it's Saturday afternoon in 1966. You're strolling down Pico Boulevard in Santa Monica, California, heading towards Virginia Avenue Park. As soon as you pass McCabe's Guitar Shop, you hear sounds of a makeshift jug band wafting out of its doors. You venture inside to find a handful of folk wannabes, by the way, that's John McEwen's term, not mine, so these wannabes were crammed around a coffee table, working their way through crazy words, crazy tune. If you don't know the tune, here's a clip of John playing it live at Songbirds. Washington at Valley Forge, freezing cold and up spoke George. Vododio, vododio, do. Crazy words, crazy tune, all that George could croon and swoon was vododio, vododio, do. On his ukulele, now daily, he would strum, beat-a-lum-bum, dancing and prancing, then he'd holler. Thank you, John. Nobody out there did it. Crazy words, crazy tune, all the George could croon and swoon was vododio, vododio, do, vododio, do. So that's a great little tune. There's a wonderful version on YouTube by Mother McCree's Uptown Jug Champions uh, that features a young Jerry Garcia singing lead. I strongly recommend you check that out after the show. So back to the guitar shop. Those wannabes sitting around the table were Les Thompson, Jeff Hanna, Jimmy Faden, Jackson Brown, Ralph Barr, and John McEwen, who would shortly go on to form the iconic Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. They had no idea what was coming. And here's some proof, straight from the horse's mouth. John told us that Billboard Magazine's first review of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band read, doubtful if they will ever be captured on record, or something to that effect. Well, that writer was dead wrong. The Dirt Band has done it all, from sharing an apartment with the Allman Brothers in its early days, to parties in Laurel Canyon with iconic stars like Mama Cass, Crosby Stills, Nash & Young, Nico, and Joni Mitchell to performing in Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood's Paint Your Wagon Red. He even backed Steve Martin in his iconic King Tut routine. John McEwen and the Dirt Band has done it all. So here's a little clip of John talking about the L.A. music scene. The scene in L.A. at the time, you had one club, the Rainbow Room or whatever, where the birds were playing. You had Blood, Sweat and Tears at the Whiskey. You had the Troubadour in the Ash Grove. The Ice Girl would have more traditional Bill Monroe, uh, Mance Lipscomb, 
uh, Lightning Hopkins, and people like the Stoneman family. And the Troubadour, about three minutes away, would have Smothers Brothers and Linda Ronstadt and Ricky Nelson and a little more, little more upscale. Hoyt Axon was big. Yeah. Anyway, it was, it was really, and there was other clubs. It was really a mess. But everybody was trying. <sighs> trying. They were all trying. Trying to figure out how to get a hit record. Writing songs, recording. Yeah, the Laurel Canyon that you hear more about nowadays. Across the street, street was Scott McKenzie with flowers in his hair. Are you going to San Francisco? Next door was Ian Wickham. Down at the end of the street, right at the turn, was Mamas and Papas lived in some house, a couple of them, and across the street with Mothers of Invention, and, and uh, Dave Mason came there often. Uh, Jimmy Messina was on Laurel Canyon Boulevard. But it was very cooperative, very friendly. John McEwen has done it all. I could go through the list of accomplishments the Dirt Band has had in its 50-plus year run, but I want to focus on what I feel is their biggest accomplishment, their seventh and most iconic album, Will the Circle Be Unbroken? This album brought together the best in country music. The sessions included Mother Maybell Carter, Earl Scruggs, Doc Watson, Merle Travis, and Jimmy Martin. It presented fiddle extraordinaire Vassar Clemens to a nation of hungry fans. I mean... Merle Travis and Doc Watson met each other for the very first time during those sessions. The album brought iconic players made famous on the Grand Ole Opry stage decades before back into the spotlight. But most importantly, it reintroduced old-time standards like Will the Circle Be Unbroken, Keep on the Sunny Side, Black Mountain Rag, and dozens of others to a brand new audience. So at this point of the show, I'm going to get out of the way and let John McEwen and guitarist John Cable take you the rest of the way. We feel that we captured something special at John's show at Songbirds on December 10th, 2022. So we're just going to let that recording play, and I'm going to jump in from time to time to introduce questions that we recorded at our vault session interview earlier that day. So I present to you John McEwen and John Cable. John Cable, it's time to bring you out here. Get out here, John Cable. John Cable's played with me uh, with the Bell for about over a 10-year period. And before that, he was in the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band when we became the first American group to go to Russia. And... Uh, it was quite a, that was like a whole other country over there, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was really a... The food was exactly what you would expect in 1976 Russia. Well, after we made four albums, we got in Paint Your Wagon. And anybody remember Paint Your Wagon? That is so weird. Jeff never liked to talk about Paint Your Wagon because... 
uh, it was Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood singing and <laughs> other things happened, but it was really cool. We spent four months on the sets up in Baker, Oregon, and uh, four months was long enough. And <laughs> we got back and, and Jeff broke the group up and we quit and closed the bank account. But six months later, they got back together. <laughs> we were watching Poco at a club in LA. Poco was so hot. They were just so cool. And <laughs> we got back together to get ready for another album, the fifth album, Uncle Charlie and his dog Teddy. And uh, oh, great. That album had Jimmy Ibbotson on it. <laughs> And Jimmy Ibbots and Jeff and I went out and found this guy in Laurel Canyon. He'd driven his Dodge Dart all the way from Philadelphia to L.A., and he made it. <laughs> Dodge Dart. And, and we found him in Laurel Canyon, and we started rehearsing. And he brought a whole new voice, a new attitude. Well, several attitudes, actually. <laughs> he was a multiphasic guy. But he sang this one, and I'm going to do it for you tonight. I'll send this out to Jim. He's at home in Aspen, Colorado. Ready, boys? Settle down and stay with a boy that loves you. Oh, you settle down and stay with a boy that loves you. 
We did it right last night. <laughs> You're listening to the Songbirds Radio Hour on WUTC. This episode features John McEwen from the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band and his performance recorded live at Songbirds on December 10th, 2022. Well, that was a good album, the, the Uncle Charlie album. It had three hits on it, House of Pooh Corner and... That song, Shelley's Blues, was a big radio song, but we needed, we knew we needed one more, but we didn't know what. Jeff came into rehearsal one day and said, hey, I heard a song on the radio last night. It's perfect for me. It's about some guy that has my name, too, uh, except he has Jerry in front of it. It's about a guy with a dead dog. I think you might know the one I mean. Well, Jimmy Ibbotson said, I've got that in my record collection in the trunk of my car, his Dodge Dart. And he went out to get it, and sure enough, there was a 45 underneath the spare tire. His entire collection was one record. <laughs> Some girl had given it to him before he left Philadelphia and said, I think this will be important to your career. Very strange, very strange. This is a Jerry Jeff version, kind of. I knew a man, Bojangles, and he danced for you. In worn out shoes, silver hair, ragged shirt, and baggy pants. He did the old soft shoe. Oh, he could jump so high, higher than anybody before or since. Then he lightly touched down. What was his name? Mr. Bojangles. Mr. Bojangles. Mr. Bojangles. Dance. Dance a little bit. his heels and stepped. at the end of that cell block said, who is that crazy old man? I told him. Well, that's Mr. Bojangles. Mr. Bojangles. Mr. Bojangles.
Dance now at every chance Honky tonks For drinks and tips But most of the time I spend behind these county bars As I drink a bit He shook his head And as he shook his head I heard someone ask please He said I dance now at every chance in honky-tonks For drinks and tips Most of the time I spend behind the same old county bars I was just talking about That I drinks a bit He shook his head And as he shook his head Heard someone ask, please, please. Yeah. Mr. Bogdan. Mr. Bogdan. Yeah, I knew a man, Bojangles, and he danced for you. And thanks to Jerry Jeff Walker and the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. He danced for all of us. Thank you very much. Boy, boy, Jangles, we really, uh, that was a very special song. It was on the charts for 38 weeks. And it was like, yeah, wow. Thank you. Uh, the Jackson Five had three hits while Bojangles was on the charts. <laughs> and that was really fun. But uh, we really wanted it to be a top 10 record. It made it to number 15, and the record company says, it's over. It had been 18 weeks since it was out, and we said, well, it got us to Carnegie Hall, and uh, I guess it was pretty good. But we, we think it, it'll go up. Next week it went to 17. Oh, no, it's over. Uh, but the next week it went to 13. Really, it did. It went 15, 17, 13. And we thought, well, it's not over. <laughs> yeah, well, sure, we're in Carnegie Hall, but we might have a top 10 record. Yeah, and there's no way, because ABC in New York isn't playing it. And, uh, well, ABC doesn't play it, then Boston doesn't play it, then Cleveland won't play it. And, Cincinnati and Kansas City, a bunch of places. There is one thing you can do, they said. Well, what is that one thing? <laughs> you Wouldn't you say that if you wanted to, you know? Well, you can play a certain Catholic girls' school in Manhattan. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, right, yeah. Why is that? Well, you see, Rick Sklar, he programs ABC, and his daughter goes to that school and people that you might consider. So Friday morning, we were setting up at the Catholic Junior High Girls School for the lunchtime program. And the sister walked in and I said, uh, sister, uh, who else has played your lunchtime program for your girls? And we've been very lucky. We've had oh, uh, Aretha Franklin, Jackson Five, Paul Simon, and early in the year we had that that new uh, that uh, the John Lennon, yeah, that's it. He was, 
<laughs> anyway, ABC played the record the next Monday, and I knew a man Bojangles, and he danced for you, and it made it top, made it to the top ten. You're listening to the Songbirds Radio Hour on WUTC. This episode features John McEwen from the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band and his performance recorded live at Songbirds on December 10th, 2022. All right. I, I know you first picked up the banjo because you love the Beverly Hillbillies theme song, but tell me more about the process of kind of migrating from the guitar to the banjo. When I was 17, I was playing the guitar. My brother had taught me everything I knew for six months, and I got tired of not knowing something that he didn't know. And somebody said, let's go see a group called the Dillards. I said, what's a Dillard? They said, well, they're a, a group. And I ended up at this club in Orange County, California in 1963. Oh, and I'll never forget the announcer saying, and now please make welcome from Salem, Missouri, the Dillards. And they took that stage and Doug Dillard ripped the banjo and ripped on it. it was, he was incredible. And from that point on, I said, I want to do that. There's a well-beaten path on the old mountainside Where I wandered when I was a lad And I wander alone in that place I call home In those Blue Ridge hills far away Oh, I love those hills of old Virginia From those Blue Ridge hills I did roam When I die, won't you bury me on the mountain Far away in my Blue Ridge Mountain home My thoughts wander back to that ramshackle shack in those Blue Ridge hills far away Where my mama and daddy are laid there to rest They are sleeping in peace together there Oh, I love those hills of old Virginia From those Blue Ridge hills out at Rome When I die, won't you bury me on a mountain Far away in my Blue Ridge mountain home Days gone by. When I die, won't you bury me on that old mountainside? Make my resting place above the hill so high. Oh, I love those hills of old Virginia. From those Blue Ridge hills, I did wrong. When I die, won't you bury me on the mountain? Far away in my 
Blue Ridge Mountain home. When I die, won't you bury me on the mountain, far away in my Blue Ridge Mountain home? Thank you. <laughs> Let's do our old breakdown. Okay? I think that was the next one that came up when we were recording with Earl. Thank you. You're listening to the Songbirds Radio Hour. <laughs> Only 72 years old. <laughs> Three. If you're a guitar nerd, this is the place to be, man. I love this place. This is really a, they put a lot of time into this museum. We're, our dressing room is back there where all the good stuff is. <laughs> I mean, speaking about good stuff, you've worked with some absolute icons. I, I mean, but in the biggest, in my opinion, is Mother Maybelle Carter. Tell us a little bit about what that was like. Playing with Maybelle Carter was a real experience because she was a, a sweet lady. She didn't realize the impact her music had. She didn't realize that her Wildwood Flower was learned by every guitar player that was learning how to play. Practically everyone learned Wildwood Flower. <clears throat> and that her, well, the circle being broken, keep on the sunny side, were 
pretty much staples of country music. I asked her, Maybell, what do you do when you have trouble with that microphone? And when you're playing the auto harp, and sometimes the microphone won't pick it up. Well, if I'm having trouble getting picked up by the mic, I just do what I tell the girls to do. Smile real loud. And she could smile real loud. And it was like recording with a, an angel in the studio. And one that, well, it just amazes me that she called us the dirty boys. <laughs> And she still recorded with us. <laughs> Let's hear what she had to say. Um, I may do Why Would Flower on the auto harp, if y'all don't mind. I've never recorded it on the auto harp. And I've done it with a guitar about a dozen times. But, uh, and I do it in F standard, you know. And I'll probably do it in F standard key on the auto harp. And um, thinking tonight of my blue eyes, I'll have to do it the same place. Yeah. And then I don't know where we'll do, uh, will a circle be unbroken? If everybody sings it, you just, you know, get the key that suits everybody. Hey, Bill, do you remember the old ending you folks put on that thing? I know I started, on the old record, I started it like this. troubled side of life there's a bright and a sunny side too though we meet with the darkness and strife may the sunny side always come to you keep on the sunny side always on the sunny side keep on the sunny side of life it will help us every day it will brighten all our way If we keep on the sunny side of life When we were playing this, we played it through one time, and then we played it through another just to get the arrangement right. And Vassar was kind of being Vassar, and Maybell stopped and said, Vassar Clements, can you just play the melody and quit fooling around? Oh, the storm and its fury broke today, crushing hopes that we all held so dear. Clouds and storms, in time they'll pass away The sun again will shine bright and clear Keep on the sunny side Always on the sunny side Keep on the sunny side of life It will help us every day It will brighten all our way If we keep on the sunny side of life I think you know this, help us out
brighten all our way if we keep on the sunny side of life. One of the things we wanted to set up was Merle Travis meeting Doc Watson for the first time. Bill and I were very adamant about getting that done, and we were, <laughs> we were recording, we just finished recording a Doc song and Merle walked in, and he bumped in, bumps up to Doc and starts talking, and <laughs> listen to what they had to say. So, first time you yeah, first time I've met. I named my son uh, for you and Eddie Arnold. That's what I heard. I appreciate that. Well, I figure that uh, if uh, a little of that uh, good guitar picking might rub off on him. <laughs> Look who's talking. Me hey, that guitar, by the way, rings like a bell. It's a pretty good old box. And Mr. Gallagher made this thing. Lived in here in Watrous, Tennessee. He made Yeah, Grandpa Jones got one. You know, in my opinion, one of the finest albums you ever did. What's that? Think about it just a minute now. If you think about what I might like, just see if you can guess. That first old 78 thing? Well, that was a good album. Well, I'm proud I've got a copy of that coal mining song in mint condition just about. There might be a couple of dust scratches on it, but now I think I'm going to put it on a tape good in case something that, happens to it, to my record. Thing, they want me to do that, and I... I made up them song, every song in that thing, I made it up in two weeks. Yeah, and what one hell of a job he did. Now I can say that me and your buddies. Officially, we have people, met. People and always ask me, say, even with Doc Hopkins, I say, I've never got to meet. So now, I see it tomorrow. We talk some more. Right. Let's go right into it, leave it roll.
this old world ain't gonna take nothing to my grave. Way downtown, fooling around, took me to the jail. Oh, me and it's oh my, no one to go my way. I'll try one. a fine job on that John Cable thank you just glad it's over (laughs) (laughs) you're listening to the songbirds radio hour on WTC this episode features John McEwen from the nitty-gritty dirt band and his performance recorded live at songbirds on December 10th 2022 all right so we've already talked about Doc Watson meeting Merle Travis you've played some Merle Travis tunes Let's get down to the king of bluegrass, Jimmy Martin. What was it like to work with Jimmy Martin? Jimmy Martin, the king of bluegrass. (laughs) He had his own personality, that's for sure. And he thought everybody had a right to his opinion. Hi, I'm Jimmy Martin, the world's best bluegrass singer. That's how he'd introduce himself. (laughs) And everybody agreed. They agreed. Well, he is. Sang with Bill Monroe. He sang on his own. And he even had a tombstone put up in the Nashville Cemetery five, six years before he died. Here lies the world's greatest bluegrass singer. Big tombstone. And a stranger traveling through this fearsome land. I've got a home in that yonder city, good Lord, and it's not, oh, no, it's not, not made by man. Well, I've got a father and a sister who have gone to that sweet home. I just pray that I can go and see them, good Lord, over on, over on that other shore. to bathe my weary soul if I could touch but just a hem of his garment good lord I believe oh I believe he could make me whole now when I'm dead laying in my coffin all of my friends my friend all gathered round 
Can you gather? He'll say that he, he's laying there sleeping. Good Lord, sweet peace. Your soul is found. Yeah, I'm a pilgrim and a stranger traveling through this wearisome land. Jam it home. Saved Roy Acuff for the last day because, well, he was Roy Acuff. Kind of reluctant at first. We met with him for an hour in his office and he gave us a speech about what he, well, we do the Opry, then we'd record on Sunday, then we'd go on the road on Monday, then we'd go do three or four dates. And it was, uh, <laughs> I've never said this to anyone before, but. Earl was driving me back to the hotel, and he says, that Acuff really burns my ass. <laughs> he thinks he invented country music. <laughs> when he came in, he didn't look very happy, you know. He was called the king of country music for good reason, but he didn't want to record with us for sure yet. He had to listen, listen to three songs that we had already recorded that week. He listened just like that, didn't move a muscle in the control room. Listen to Maybell Carter cut and, and uh, uh, Merle Travis cut. And what kind of music do you boys call that? And he said, well, hell, it ain't nothing but country music. And we cheered. Yes, we cheered. And he had one thing to tell us. Now, I'll, I'll tell you all a little secret of my policy in the studio. <laughs> and I find it true, I, and I, I believe it is true with most anyone. Whenever you once decide that you're going to record a number, put everything you've got into it because don't say, oh, we'll take it over and do it again because every time you go through it, you lose just a little something, especially a man with voice. So let's do it the first time and to hell with the rest of it. <laughs> this is the first song we did with him. Who did you say it was, brother? Who was it fell by the way? When whiskey and blood run together, did you hear anyone pray? I didn't hear nobody pray, dear brother. I didn't hear nobody pray. I saw that crash on the highway, but I didn't hear nobody pray. Now when I saw that wreck on the highway, I knew what it was from the start. I went to the scene of destruction, and the picture was stamped on my heart. Whiskey and blood run together Mixed with the glass where they lay She laid her hand in destruction But I didn't hear nobody pray 
Change the sad story that I am telling to you, but there ain't no way I can change it. Cause somebody's life is now through. His soul's been called home by the master, lost on a wreck on the way. Listening to the Songbirds Radio Hour. All right, we talked a lot about the king of country music and the king of bluegrass music, um, but how exactly did you get all these amazing players to play on Will the Circle Be Unbroken? Well, it wasn't the Dirt Band as much as my brother, Bill McEwen, who shot all the photos and produced the album. I got Earl and Doc, he got Merle Travis, Earl got Maybell Carter, Louise, his wife, got Jackson got Jimmy Martin, and uh, Earl got Vassar and the bass player. And we weren't, we were just trying to record these 36 songs, and we had six days to do it. And, and we made it. And it became, realized the album should be called Will the Circle Be Unbroken when we recorded the song. When we had Roy Acuff in there and all the people, and we did that. Yeah, that's the name of this album. My brother decided that, Bill McEwen. And, uh, and it's, like, it's like a country dark side of the moon. It's like dark side of the banjo or something. Undertaker, Undertaker, 
you all very much. <laughs> this is a, uh, it's an astonishing thing to have made this album and have it last as long as it did. And it's still lasting. In fact, there's, on Amazon, it's in the top 20 for the last two years. <laughs> all right, I want to take a minute to talk about the power of music. Everything we do here at Songbirds is to share music with the masses and really give people an avenue to express themselves through music, whether it's a concert or an exhibit or a project guitar or a Guitars for Kids program. All of those things are to share music and give people an avenue to communicate with one another. So I want to touch on the importance of Willis Circle being broken and what the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band did to share that song. It's over 100 years old, and it's had such an impact on so many people. I sang this song at my father's funeral in 2015. Uh, it was really hard to get through the song. I was on stage in front of several hundred people, and I played that song, obviously not as well as the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band would have played it, but I limped my way through it. And what was really amazing is to see hundreds of people all sing along with that song, and it meant something different to everyone there. It helped people deal with loss and grief but it also made people smile. I think people really enjoyed singing through that song uh, with everyone else there. And I think it really gave people a way to communicate and share um, and feel better about the day. I know it did me. And I think that's one of the things that I want to touch on now is talk a little bit about the power of music and what it means to you and why you guys made these albums and brought these players together to do this sort of thing. The power of these strings vibrating. It's amazing. If you go up to somebody and do, just do that, they'll wake up. And if you play a known melody, my wife had, had a grandmother that hadn't talked in four months. I went in to see her and took my guitar and played Blessed Assurance. I played it through twice. The third time she started singing, sang two verses. Everybody in the hospital was like, she's singing, she's awake, she's alive. My mother, when she was in her final days, 
I'd bring headphones in and put them on her and play on the Isle on the Isle of Capri by Frank Sinatra, and she'd wake up. And she she got into it. She it, it does something. They need more music in rest homes, in nursing homes. Of course, everybody would be arguing about what it is. I don't think it would be rap, but it would be um, music is beyond the musician often. In other words, the musician can play something and just think, eh, oh well. And that could be really affecting someone. You don't know. So if you're going to learn how to play, treat it with respect. Be as good as you can and uh, have fun. You're listening to the Songbirds Radio Hour, and I can't think of a more positive place to leave this episode. So on that note, I'll let John and John play us out. <laughs> We're going to do another. Uh, the Dirt Band had a number one hit. It took 17 years before we had a, a number one record. And thanks to Rodney Crowell writing The Long Hard Road, that's uh one that I want to do now with John Cable. Uh, using the metal guitar. I remember I got in the studio and I had this guitar in detuning. I started off the song and Ibby started singing, and I knew that was going to be a hit record. It's a great song. Rodney Crowell wrote it. Way back in my memory, there's a scene that I recall. A little worn down cabin in the woods. Our daddy never promised that our blue moon would turn gold. Late awake night wishing that it would And when the world was on our radio Hard work was on our mind We lived our day to day in plain dirt fashion With old overalls and cotton balls All strapped across our backs Man, it's hard to make believe There ain't nothing wrong Mama kept the Bible read and Daddy kept our family fed and somewhere in between I must have grown And I remember dreaming that a song that I was singing takes me down the road to where I want to go Now I know it's a long hard road When the sun up came, we got up and went And in the shadows of our working day Our moonlight hours are spent Singing songs along with Grandma's radio I'm beating down an old blacktop road Sleeping in a sack Dreaming about my memories all in vain 
Them city lights ain't all that bright compared to what it's like. See lightning bugs go dancing in the rain. Mama played the guitar then, and Daddy made that saw blade bend, and the raindrops played the tin roof like a drum. And I just kept on dreaming that a song that I was singing takes me down the road to where my name is known. Now I know it's a long, hard road. Yes, I know it's a long, hard road. listening to us tonight. We've had a great time playing for you. And I uh, appreciate it. John Cable. Hope to be back again sometime. Thanks for listening to the Songbirds Radio Hour. We've got a new show coming to you the second Saturday of March. If you would like to come to a live taping here at Songbirds, you can find out more information on our website at www.songbirdsfoundation.org. Songbirds Radio Hour is made possible through a grant from the Riverview Foundation. This episode was produced and written by Reed Caldwell. Live recording by James Snyder. Show art by Mars Michael. Additional thanks to WUTC. Directed, mixed, and edited by John Dooley. With a special thanks to John McEwen. <laughs>